the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Bring back Beetlejuice. Lori Lightfoot, who might be the worst mayor in American history. It's going to look pretty good to the people in Chicago after the guy they were dumb enough to elect to replace her, Brandon Johnson, takes over. Uh, Maybe you've seen the video of what happened in Chicago over the weekend. Teenagers went crazy, harassing people, jumping on cars, smashing windows, looting. And the incoming mayor blames corporations. Loot because that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that, quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not people you're not are, condoning looting. I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting. Th- th- there's no way to 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 embrace that. What I'm saying is. You can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. Yeah, it's the corporation's fault. Um, And one of those corporations, by the way, Walmart, is closing four stores in the Chicago area, and the politicians are whining about it. I think they had a press conference last week talking about how terrible it was and what was Walmart thinking that they could possibly abandon the people in Chicago? Meanwhile, the mayor is is blaming Walmart for for looting. It's it's insane. He has a plan, though, Mayor Johnson. More social workers. How about mounted social workers? That would be work, work good, don't you think? I mean, put some put them up on some big horses. Chicago used to be a great city. Now it's the second worst rat hole in America. And gaining on New York City, by the way. And it's hard to have sympathy for people who vote for idiots like this, but that's what they got. So what's the deal with the crime in America's cities and why people keep voting for people who produce more of it? What's that all about? We'll talk about that when we come back. And in our second half hour, a guy who lost his job at UPMC for not being woke enough. Stick around. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from NetWorth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why NetWorth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the NetWorth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. NetWorth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. NetWorth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Attention taxpayers. If you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and 
enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-784-4538. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-784-4538. 800-784-4538. That's 800-784-4538. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights. Here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods. Here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all. Here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like MinuteCast and RealFeel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there's been a lot of been lots of talk about uh, crime and guns again after two more mass shootings, one in Louisville, one in Alabama, and then the riots in Chicago, and the get- Democrats right on cue blamed it on everything but the people involved. We opened the show with the mayor-elect of Chicago blaming it on corporations. Zach Smith is a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. He joins us now. Always good to have you on, Zach. Thanks for coming back. Of course. Thank you for having me on. So last fall, you and two of your colleagues at the Heritage Foundation did a study on crime in the blue cities, but you came up with some interesting data on blue counties rather than cities. Well, that's right. You know, really, I think it's important to set the stage for this, John. You know, me and my colleagues here at Heritage, we've been writing about criminal justice issues, the problems that are caused by defunding the police, the problems that are caused by not prosecuting criminals. And suddenly, these so-called studies on the left started popping up saying, well, actually, red states, Trump voting states, actually have worse crime, actually have higher murder rates than many of these Democratic-controlled states. And so what we did, we looked at the data, we compiled the relevant statistics, and we explained that looking at state-level data is largely meaningless. Anyone who's worked in law enforcement or criminal justice will tell you that crime is a hyper-localized phenomenon. And so we looked at relevant localized crime data, and we looked at what would happen to state-level crime data if you took out the blue cities from these otherwise red states. And I know this will shock you, John. What happened when we did that is we saw that crime is primarily concentrated in cities which are predominantly run by left-leaning politicians. Shocking. 27 of the 30 cities with the highest murder rates in our country are run by Democrats who adhere to radical left-wing policies, uh, which is driving a lot of the crises we're seeing today. And uh, who started that argument? I I think I read in your piece uh, that you wrote last fall, uh, Chuck Schumer had somebody out there claiming, you know, blaming red states. 
And they, yeah, they, they all point. knew very well that they were they were selling BS, right? Well, look, it's former Chuck Schumer staffer uh, that is pushing this. It's a group uh, that was set up and does primarily left-leaning, you know, quote, studies, uh, in air quotes, I'll put it. But, you know, what was interesting about this, John, there's a field hearing, hearing today in Manhattan talking about Alvin Bragg, the rogue prosecutor there, uh, his dangerous policies and the effects they had. And one of the authors of that third-way study, that's the group that put that, you know, red state murder problem study out, was there, you know, was testifying at the invitation of the Democratic members of the committee. But I was very glad to see the Republican members of the committee actually quoted and rebutted what he was saying in real time with this blue sitting murder problem paper that me and my colleagues put out. They, and they look, quoted your look, paper? They did. And nice, I'm very nice. happy to see it, that the research was being used because it is important to combat a lot of this nonsense out there with facts. We want to focus on the facts. What does the data actually show and put that data in the proper context? And what the data shows is that when you defund the police, when you don't prosecute crimes, murder rates increase. And I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of people on the left say that, you know, Missouri has a very high crime rate. Well, guess what happens to Missouri's crime rate when you move the very blue city and county of St. Louis? The murder rate falls by 35 Mm percent in Mm -hmm. Illinois. If you remove the city of Chicago, the murder rate of Illinois falls by 55 percent. And the reason you see those drastic decreases is because, again, crime is a hyper-localized phenomenon. And so if you have left-wing politicians at the local level defunding the police, not prosecuting crime, of course, you're going to get very, very high murder and violent crime rates. Uh, With all due respect, Zach, um, I I just don't think you need an in-depth study. And I've seen the study. It's very detailed that you guys did at the Heritage Foundation, and, and the numbers are, you know, they, 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 they end the argument forever that, uh, the, that the uh, liberals were trying to make. But do you really have to do an in-depth study to know that most of the crime comes from the cities in order to, in well, order to yeah. shut down an argu- a stupid argument? Well, you know, you're using common sense, uh, John, (laughs) which is something that too many on the left lack. But really, you know, what so many on the left today do, and particularly with this report that, you know, Gavin Newsom, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, and other left-wing politicians were trotting out, they were essentially saying, don't believe your lying eyes. Uh, You know, don't believe what you're seeing and experiencing every day in the cities. You know, we have these statistics that show that's just not true. And so, you know, we all know common sense. We all know intuition, you know, what we see day in and day out living in various cities. But we thought it was important to actually push back factually with statistical analysis, do what the other study claimed it was doing but didn't really do, and show that what we're seeing, what we're experiencing day in and day out in cities around the country is actually happening. And to give people an actual anchor, an actual data point, when politicians and other folks tell them, you know, look, what you're seeing you know, isn't valid, don't believe your lying eyes, you can point to this thing and say, no, what you're telling me is nonsense. It's factually untrue. Here's what the data actually says. What was the motivation behind so many reforms like uh, no cash bail, defunding the police, and allowing some crimes to go unprosecuted? Who thought that was a good idea? Well, so I actually have a book with one of my colleagues, uh, Cully Stimson, who co-authored, one of the co-authors of that Blue City Murder Problem paper with me. We have a book coming out in June of this year called Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros-Backed Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon, and we talk about a lot of this, John. We go into the background. We talk about what uh, policies uh, many of these uh, radical leftists are implementing in cities around the country, and, you know, To give you a little preview, basically, the idea behind many of these policies, they're being driven by two myths about our criminal justice system. Many on the left have bought into this myth that we have a mass incarceration problem in our country. We don't. If you look at who's primarily being incarcerated in the United States today, it's repeat violent offenders. It's not first-time nonviolent drug offenders, as many on the left would have you believe. And unfortunately, many on the left have also bought into the myth that our criminal justice system is systemically racist. It's not. And the sad 
irony about many of these policies is they're implemented to supposedly cure the systemic racism that affects our criminal justice system, uh, which again, just isn't true. But if you look at who is being disproportionately victimized by violent crimes, murders, homicides, rapes, robberies, uh, it's predominantly young black men, particularly homicides and shootings. And so when violent crimes increase as a result of these policies, that necessarily means that more young black men are being victimized who are, in many instances, the very individuals these policies are supposed to help. Excuse me, I saw a uh, stat today. Um, This is not murders, but in New York City... um, 6,000, over 6,000 cases of shoplifting. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Zach. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. They were, they were yeah. committed by 327 people responsible for more than 6,000 shoplifting uh, right. events. What? Uh, how hard is that for people to figure out? What's going on? Again, again, it shouldn't be hard. We know what works to protect communities, allow police to go into the community do their jobs uh, efficiently and effectively in an appropriate manner, engage in community policing, make arrests where appropriate, and then for prosecutors to do their jobs, prosecute criminals uh, and seek justice for victims. But again, this rogue prosecutor movement that's taken hold across the country that Cully and I talk about in our book has bought into this idea that they're not going to prosecute entire categories of crimes. Many of these so-called quality of life crimes, things like petty theft, uh, prostitution, simple possession of drugs, because these rogue prosecutors say, well, these crimes don't really harm anybody. They don't have any adverse effects on their communities. So we don't need to prosecute these uh, criminally, send people to jail for these crimes. And again, you know, we don't need an advanced degree to understand or really to see what the results of that are. Look at what happened in San Francisco. We know that stores have closed there, have pulled out uh, Walgreens, uh, Target, uh, Walmart, uh, just Whole Foods uh, recently announced they were closing one of their stores. And so one of the key things, John, and uh, again, we talk about this in the book, look, we are all for diversionary programs. We are all for alternatives to our incarceration where appropriate. But the reason those programs have traditionally been successful is because they use a carrot and a stick approach. You know, go to rehab, get the help you need. But if you cannot or will not complete the treatment, well, then you'll go to jail and you'll serve your prison sentence. Unfortunately, today, Many on the left, particularly these rogue prosecutors, they've removed the stick. And so there's no backstop to force people to get the treatment they need, the help they need. And unfortunately, we see people being released back into the community and victimizing their community members again and again and again. So this, I think, uh, in your piece, at, uh, and we're talking to Zach Smith. He's a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. He's also the author of a book. Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. Uh, you, as you, you point out in your uh, piece that, um, uh, where was I going to go with this now? I forget where I was going with that because I, I got distracted <laughs> by, by reading your, uh, the, uh, the title of your book. But, um, well, it, oh, I know what it was. You, um, you trace it back to uh, the woman in Chicago, and, and that's only like 2016, so it's relatively knew this whole idea of rogue prosecutors. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, it is. And I think it's important to contextualize this as well, because traditionally, you know, local district attorney uh, races have been relatively low profile affairs, relatively low dollar affairs. And what you saw really around 2015, 2016, George Soros and some other left-leaning billionaires, they figured out that by injecting seven-figure sums into these races that have traditionally been very low-dollar affairs, they could essentially tilt the outcome of the elections in their favor. And when many of these rogue, radical prosecutors were initially running for office, they said they were running on on things like uh, creating a fairer justice system, uh, running on making sure that no one who shouldn't be incarcerated wasn't. You know, pretty unobjectionable, poll-tested language that most of us would agree with if we heard it. 
But what happened once they got into office, it quickly became apparent what they meant by those phrases and what you or I or the average voter would understand those phrases to mean were two completely different things. And again, their radical policies are absolutely wreaking havoc in the communities where they've been implemented. And what I guess I have trouble figuring it out is what is the what does George Soros get out of an increased murder rate in Philadelphia? How does that make him happy? Well, I think what, what Soros and certainly the people he is backing, because they bought into the two myths about our criminal justice system, the myth of mass incarceration and the myth that it's systemically racist, they'll tell you they want to fundamentally re-engineer our criminal justice system. They want to tear it down and rebuild it from the ground up into something more equitable, something more supposedly fair. And a lot of this goes all the way back to the prison abolition movement, uh, a radical Marxist movement in the 1960s and 70s that actually had the very crazy idea that we don't need prisons in our society. And so if you look at it through that lens, and we do a deep dive and we explain all of this in our book, it becomes very clear, and again, many backers of the movement will tell you they want to fundamentally tear down and re-engineer our criminal justice system. And in the process, uh, we are seeing the very dangerous, uh, very bad consequences that are resulting from that effort uh, to do just that. Yeah, um, and the liberals' argument against it is that uh, or their their defense. I don't know if what, if you would even call it an argument. Their, their defense is that um, that the Republicans. It's, it's just a boogeyman that they've created. George Soros. They they're accused of anti-Semitism, uh, and also that just uh, this is all exaggerated, and it, it's uh, it's a boogeyman created by Republicans. How much? Uh, I mean, well, how, how serious is it? I mean, you've written a book about it, so it's obviously a big deal. It's absolutely a big deal. And look, George Soros is very open about his effort to back these prosecutors. He wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal touting the fact that he backed these prosecutors just a couple of months ago. And this idea that the state factual information that George Soros has donated directly almost $40 million uh, to support these candidates and has likely invested, you know, potentially billions of dollars when you take into account the infrastructure, the nonprofits that work in this space and everything, you know, to say that's anti-Semitic is really a Offensive because all it's designed to do is to demonize those who uh, take an opposite position of those who favor uh, George Soros's efforts and really to shut down the conversation and not have an honest, robust debate. You know, it's like the charges of racism that many people on the left throw out today. If you disagree with any of the diversity, equity and inclusion policies that are being pushed in so many sectors of our society. And, you know, I think those charges of anti-Semitism, those charges of racism are very uh, unfortunate, very dangerous and very damaging to us as a society, especially when they're designed to do nothing more than to shut down opposing, opposing points of view. Maybe this is an unfair question, but do, do you, uh, and I only have about a minute left, do you uh, give people like its idiot Brandon Johnson in Chicago or Soros or anybody else, do you give any of them any credit for actually sincerely believing that this is actually going to eventually reduce the amount of crime being committed in cities? Look, I don't know what, if they believe uh, that this will reduce the amount of crime. They certainly believe that our criminal justice system is currently unfair, that it, again, is systemically racist and that it disproportionately targets black and minority members of our communities. Uh, again, as I said earlier, I, that is not true. We talk about in the book why it's not true. We talk about how these policies actually end up hurting those uh, black community members and other minority members of our communities. Uh, more uh, than they would otherwise be harmed by violent crime. And so at the end of the day, again, the sad irony of this entire effort is that it actually ends up harming and victimizing the most, the very individuals that it is supposedly designed to help. And they keep electing them. Hey, uh, the book is Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. You can also find uh, Zach Smith at heritage.org. And uh, you'll find him a lot on this show. We have him on a lot, and always good to have you, Zach. Thanks. 
Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I always look forward to it. Okay, thank you. That's Zach Smith. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. Supreme Court will announce further action this week on the future of an abortion drug. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. In a temporary move last week, Justice Samuel Alito ordered that the lower court rulings on the abortion pill Mifepristone be put on hold until Wednesday. Pro-life groups who originally brought their lawsuit in Texas have until Tuesday afternoon to respond to the Justice Department's emergency request that there be no restrictions on the pill during litigation. The high court then is expected to announce what it decides by midweek. Greg Clugston, Washington. A Russian court convicting a top opposition figure of treason for publicly denouncing Moscow's war in Ukraine and sentenced him to 25 years in prison. Vladimir Karamurza rejecting the charges against him. He's calling it punishment for standing up to Russian President Vladimir Putin. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Back in the day, Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, you'll find it there too. These days, we're about more than steel, but we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM1250. The answer. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right, unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv, AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250, The Answer, weather. Breezy this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy with a rain or snow shower in spots. The low 36. Cloudy, windy, and cold tomorrow with a shower around. Maybe a snow shower early in the day. A jacket may come in handy. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 48. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 33. Partly sunny skies Wednesday with a high of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Got an interesting response to a tweet today. I asked a question uh, on Twitter. 
uh, about the marketing director who came up with the brilliant idea of having a 27-year-old man who pretends to be a 15-year-old girl endorsing Bud Light. And this is the response I got from someone on Twitter known as Yinzer1982, a guy named Tom. DEI, John, come on. Same way doctors at UPMC can openly call co-workers murderers if they don't believe their kid is trans, and if you speak up, you get fired. Have me on your radio show. I'd love to discuss it. So here's Tom to discuss it. Tom, thanks for coming on. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good, good. So um, there's a lot wrapped up in that tweet, Tom. Let's start from the beginning. What was your job at UPMC, and why were you fired? Uh, I was a uh, plumber. I was there for roughly almost six years. Um, and like I said, I, I was I was fired for for speaking out against a uh, or uh, it, so UPMC has Yammer. It's more like a company Facebook, um, and they, they they have different pages, you know, dedicated pages, just like Facebook does. And I, I responded to to a uh, a a meme or, or yeah a meme that was posted on there by by a doctor, um, and that's what that's what I got fired for. Okay, so what was the what did the doctor post, and what was your response? Uh, well, they posted a meme. It, it wasn't their meme, to be fair, but they reposted something from uh, mytranschild.org, um, and it said, "We're not, we're not trying to turn straight kids into queer kids." Or, I'm sorry, we're not trying. Yeah, we're not trying to turn straight kids into queer kids. We're trying to make sure that you don't turn queer kids into dead kids. So I responded that that you know it, it's offensive, and it, and it's you know wh- why are they why do they need to talk? sex with children, let alone talk about transgendering children. Um, you know, and, and that's what I said. I said that it implies that if you don't, if you don't fully agree with your child being trans or, or gay, then if they kill themselves, then you're responsible for that, yeah. it, which, which I find is, you know, and of course nobody read it that way. You know, nobody else read it that way. And I said, well, of course, that's what it implies. It's implying that you're responsible for dead children, which yeah. is, you know, is offensive. Yeah. So like I said, I, I wrote, you know, I, I wrote a, I wrote a reply. Um, and of course the, you know, director saw it and I was suspended for a week and they had to do the review and then, uh, then I was ultimately fired. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just wrote my reply, you know, that, that, that it, it's disingenuous, it's a disingenuous post to begin with. So almost 40% of, of, of uh, trans people are going to, either try or commit suicide, whether they're affirmed or not, or whether they transition or not. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I said, why do you have to speak, you know, talk to sex about, or yeah, talk to children about sex. I said, I said, it's, it's pedophilic and, and it's creepy. Um, and of course that, uh, you know, that was offensive and <laughs> you're not, you're not allowed to say, say such things. So, so. Y- you weren't allowed to disagree, even if you disagreed respectfully. It just, you, you have, this is your, and by, well, I'll, I'll read what the letter says that you, you sent to me. That This is what they said to you at UPMC. I guess this is the letter that told you you were fired. Your, uh, yeah, my termination letter. Yeah, quote, Your actions slash behaviors are not supportive of our values, specifically dignity and respect. Uh, Correct. So who set that policy, and how often is that policy enforced at UPMC? Uh, that that's their motto is, is dignity and respect, and, and that's why I asked. That's why I asked the HR later person and and, the, and my director um, when they were suspending me. I said, I said, what about dignity and respect for for my opinion? I said, why is it only you know why is it only one side that you know? So yeah, that that's their motto, and then they gave a list of the other HR policies which I, which I violated, but um. um yeah, I, I don't know, and, and I actually, I actually brought it up with the, there's the, there's like an ethics committee. If you look at the bottom of that termination letter, it says if you if you ever witnessed unethical or dig, whatever, it says at the bottom they give you an eight hundred number. Yeah, and I and I called that, and I said, I said, well, you know, I said I, I've had a director that's called me, you know, MF and and all this. I said, what, where's the dignity and respect there? And they said, oh, we'll conduct an, you know, we'll conduct an investigation and. uh I, I called and all they said was we did the investigation and the proper actions have been taken. And they said, do, do you have any questions? I said, well, what, what was the actions? What were the actions? And they just, they never respond. So yeah, I, I don't think that, I, like I said, I think the thing you're respecting only works, works one, one way there. Well, um, it's interesting because you, you responded to a post 
When people Correct. post on on any kind of a uh, social media platform, it's kind of put out there hoping for a response. Either and, and uh, maybe uh, maybe they're always hoping for a positive response where you know people are cheerleading and saying, "Yeah, right. You know that's right. We love it here at UPMC because we love everybody, and anybody who doesn't agree with us is a hater." But Correct. you can't if you put that stuff out there. Put it this way: I don't understand why you would put anything, why you would even have a platform like that, why you would have any place like that for people to go, where they could be in danger of getting fired if they disagree with an opinion they see there. Well, Otherwise, and, and don't, was, just that, don't put any opinions up. Right, and that was that was the uh, that was one of my issues too. I said, I said, why, why is this even allowed to be posted on a, on a work page? And they said, well, you know. There's no answer to that. It's just, you know, we didn't like what you posted. You offended people. I said, well, you know, I said again, that post was offensive to me. So, yeah, but there, but <laughs> yeah, it, but Tom, Tom, they're they're also, and by the way, we're not using your last name. So, um, is there a reason for that? I just wanted to ask you. I mean, we weren't going to use it, but uh, I own my own business now, and I don't, I don't need oh. to. Oh, you don't need. You, yeah. <laughs> so you're doing okay <laughs> since you got fired. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's. But it's sad because I know there's other people there. I mean, they have, you know, UPMC has 90,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure there's at least one other person that feels the same as I do. I'm sure they're afraid to speak up because th- this is the end result. And, that, it's, and it's sad. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, did, did you hear from other employees, uh, fellow employees, former fellow employees, who said to you that uh, they agree with you, but there's no way they're going to say that because they want to keep their jobs? Yeah, I know a few. I know a few uh, bosses. I, I don't want to say if they're in the same department or not, but yeah. um, they have the same exact opinion. But and they said, "Well, you just can't say that." I said, "I said I'm sick of hearing that. Like, I, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of hearing you can't say that." I said, "One side's allowed to say whatever they want, and then call me all these names, and then I, I you know, I'm the one that's fired. I'm the one that's disrespectful. You know, stuff." So. So you and, lost, and that's what I mean. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, you lost all of your benefits, right? And everything. I mean, yeah, they... l- luckily, luckily, my pension was vested. But yeah, all benefits were gone. Um, I mean, they. I, so I got fired in June of of last year, but and they did extend them to the end of June. You know, I got fired June twenty fourth, so so an extra week. But yeah, I, I well, lost all nice my benefits. And, yeah, nice. yeah, it was very right. very nice. Right. And I should point out that you also sent me a picture of a, an award that you received. For being a model employee, correct? Cor- correct. Yes. So that was that was uh, so that's so UPMC has Aces Award, which is the highest, and then they have an Above and Beyond Award, which I won, which I believe is like their second second highest, and I believe I was the first ever maintenance uh, employee to win that. So, and then that's also what I said. I said this was my first offense. It's not like I'm a uh, bad employee. So, but it was it was you know, give me respect. That's it. You know, one strike, you're out. Yeah, and you, you sent me, and we're talking to Tom, we're not giving his last name, but he's a former UPMC employee who was fired for having the wrong opinion. Um, you sent me multiple examples of woke statements about pronouns, uh, the usual insanity that goes with the transgender ideology. Are there many Correct. transgender people actually working at UPMC, like the hallways filled with transgender people? Honestly, that I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. No, I don't um, think so either. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't think so. But yeah, that's the uh, like I said. That's their that's their agenda. And like and like I asked you uh, when we were when we were uh, messaging. I said I said they're a five hundred one c three. So how how they can push one side? Now that's a different topic. But yeah, but that's yeah. I, I, that I don't understand either. Now, um, uh, what was the white coats against racism and injustice, Neil? What was that all? So about? they need every year. Well, not every year, but since since the death of George Floyd, mm-hmm. um, and I sent you pictures on Twitter from that was actually outside of Presby Hospital. But I think they do it at all the UPMC campuses. So for eight eight or nine minutes, they go outside and kneel. Um, and if you, if you actually look at the white coats for Black Lives statements at the bottom, I had the paper somewhere. I think it says one one of their yeah. Ways we can bring prison abolition into everyday medical practice. Remove all cops from hospitals and clinics. And I'm, I'm pretty sure UPMC's police force is maybe the second or third largest in the state. So, again, my, my, my issue is how can an employer that employs 
so many police officers have an organ, you know, support an organization where they want to remove those same same police officers from their jobs. So it, it's just, yeah. I don't think many people know this about UPFC. That's why I kind of just wanted to at least get somebody to tell my, you know, mm-hmm. somebody around in Pittsburgh to at least enlighten people. Have you approached any other media with your story? Um, not not here lately. Like I said obviously uh, Libs of TikTok did the the, the first interview with yeah. me. Um, and I I just emailed a few people and that you know. Um, they, they, this was a while ago, but um, but nobody's really gotten back. No, there, there was a few that got back to me, but nothing ever kind of really came from it, except uh, lives the TikTok. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hold your breath on any local media uh, contacting. <laughs> I don't know if you know it or not, uh, Tom, but UPMC I think spell, spends a few bucks with local in local media here in town. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, it's more than media too. I'm sure it's all the. Well, I know it's the politicians too. That's yeah. the other. Yeah. That's the other thing about it. But um, you sent me a lot of material that I, you know, that I went through uh, in an email that you sent me when you agreed to come on the show. Uh, Some of the stuff, uh, I I mentioned the white coats against racism, and you mentioned that there's actually, um, I don't know where, it's kind of confusing to me, so kind of clear that up. The stuff that you sent me, where, as you mentioned, they're talking about abolishing prisons and... um, Yep. Uh, wh- okay. who, where is that stuff posted, and so who's that, generating that's it? The, that's just on the that's on the white coats for blacklives dot org uh, site. So that's actually one of their one of their you know like how how BLM had uh, abolished the the okay. nuclear family, and that's but, so that's their statement. And then all the other stuff like the uh, um, the drag queen and dra- you know gender identity stuff. So those are those are actually training materials that you you have to kind of not not learn and, and complete, but you have to at least read and review them. They say it's, they're called you learns where you have to, you know, sign into your computer and then acknowledge that you read it or acknowledge that, you know, you understand. And yeah. So, so again, you, it's, it's you, all that. It's all you, one-sided. You as a plumber had to, uh, you were required to read the stuff they put out about how to, how to use pronouns and all that stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And microaggressions and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, and if you if you didn't acknowledge it, you would be either written up or fired. What if you, if so? You had to acknowledge, yes, I read this material and I understand it. That kind of thing, right? Right, exactly. And I said, well, can is there, is there somewhere I say I can say I don't agree with it? And I said, oh no, you, you no, have to, you no, have to no. do it, and you have to right, right, right. But again, it's all it's all one sided. Well, I I have it's, a, it's there's all a, one there's agenda. A, there's a tweet you sent me from Sarah R. Hengel, Ph.D. Is this a is this someone from UPMC? I, I would assume, yeah. That's that's part. I think that's part of a white coat for Black Lives rally. Yeah, it says and I we, sent you another one with it. Right, right. Yeah, it says we knelt today outside of UPMC Presby for eight minutes forty six seconds. We knelt in solidarity with those protesting white supremacy, anti blackness, and police brutality. Thank you to the organizers, um, and that, um, so this this is the the wokeness is everywhere. Uh, at UPMC, and um, it's not going away. So, uh, you you appealed your firing to the local commission on human rights. I understand. So, who's yeah, handling? They're, they're your... still they're still investigating that. So I don't know what will come from it. But there's <laughs> not a lot to investigate. Is there? A... Right, right. <laughs> who's handling your case there, Tom? Tell us that. Uh, I forget. I forget his. I forget his name. It doesn't matter about uh, his name, he... but that's not important. Yeah. But... Very, very nice gentleman. But uh, like I said, when I when I first got the email, uh, the you know the, the, it was he him pronouns in the email, um, and then I just did a simple Twitter search of Pittsburgh Human Rights Commission, and I think one of their things is oh we we hire trans because of the discrimination. I think the director's a transgender person. Um, so again, I expressed my I said how am I going to get a fair and unbiased investigation which nobody answered so. well the, the guy is is uh boasting about being the first trans person right appointed that's to that commission and he's going to be the one that's that's supposed to correct. uh he's to, the boss. rule on your case <laughs> correct yeah i mean he, he's the boss yeah yeah uh and, so. and so i'm glad to hear that you you actually uh started your own business do you are you looking at it now like it's the best thing that happened to you to get out of there? Yeah, I, sh- I, I should have done it a long time ago, to be honest. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely nice being self-employed and then not having to deal with all the other you know 
political stuff. Political stuff that comes so, with it. Uh, so you're a plumber still? Yes. Yes. And you have your own plumbing business. You have other people working for you? No, I'm, I'm self-employed. Just myself. Just yep. you. So you're just like a, yeah. a, a single contractor. You do plumbing jobs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you would you would what would you say to somebody because because there are lots of jobs out there available to people at UPMC. What would you say to somebody who might be thinking about going to work for anybody any any entity associated with UPMC, hospital, whatever it would be. Just be it, it, either fall in line or, or don't even apply because it's, it's it's a shame. And that's that's the thing. Like I said, people are so afraid to speak up because you're 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 going to lose your job. That's and that's the other thing too. If you get fired there for for what I did, I mean, I'm sure High Mark's the same. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure every every place. But there's there's other there's other places out there. I mean, UPMC is not the only show in town, so. Um, you either be ready to fall in line and, and, and suck it up like I know a lot of people do there or, or uh, you know, try to do your try to do your own thing if you can. But how, how long did you work there? Uh, almost six years. Yeah, almost six years. Okay, so and and, and did the stuff the, the woke stuff was it relatively recently that that happened? You were fired a year ago. So how long was it yeah, going it, on before it happened to you? It, it was like I said, it started uh, probably three or four years ago. With with just like I said, just small trainings where it was, oh, uh, here's here's this thing called microaggression, and, and the way it was explained to us is, oh, remember when your parents told you if you don't have something nice to say, yeah, yeah. don't say it. And, and I fell for that, and I started reading. I was like, no, that's not what it is at all. And then you started seeing this, oh, this unconscious bias training, and then that's when all the that's when all the that's when all the transgender stuff started. So transgender is probably within a year or two. And like I said, I sent you a picture where it says all gender restrooms. So every, every oh, yeah. Yeah, quote yeah. unquote family bathroom in Presbyterian, they changed the sign from, from, you know, family bathroom with a man and a woman on it to all gender restrooms. So that was within the last year or so. Yeah. This is all, um, this is all to accommodate yeah. 0.44% of the population. Right. They're ruining the world over it. And I'm glad they didn't ruin your life. They actually improved your life by letting right. you escape. Right. And I right, right. And, and I appreciate you coming on the show, uh, Tom. Thanks for following me on Twitter, and thanks for uh, yep. inviting yourself on the show, because I'm glad I had you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Tom, and if you know him, get him, hire him to do some plumbing. I'll be right back. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago? You were finally out on your own, earning money. You looked at the net amount and thought, Whoa, what happened here? It could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for the IRS, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Roy and Jason Locks and the Synergy Group team can help. They will help you create a retirement plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. To receive your complimentary tax analysis, call 412-673-7760. Make sure you know how how these changes could affect you so you can avoid paying more to the IRS. Request your complimentary tax analysis today. Call 412-673-7760. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial and J.W. Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group, Inc. The Synergy Group, Inc. may not give tax advice. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. 
Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. The John Stark. Tiger Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left here. I, uh, I'm glad I had Tom on the show. I'm glad he tweet, uh, responded to my tweet. That was good stuff. And that's all coming from, from uh, a guy who worked for UPMC, and I feel sorry for the people who have to work there. Uh, not everybody, because I'm sure there are people there who agree with the stupid policies and the stupid idea that if anybody disagrees with their philosophy much this isn't about their work um, ethic or, or their their rules for the job it's it's rules for what you're allowed to think and not think that's just unbelievable I mean that, that's a relatively new thing isn't it where you apply for a job and you know everybody has rules that they follow on the job uh, what you're supposed to wear how you're supposed to act what time you're supposed to show up, uh, what, what your job duties are, what your job duties aren't, all the things that go with taking a job. And now you have to be concerned about, well, if you go to work for UPMC, here's the opinions. Here are the opinions you're allowed to have. Did they tell you that when you walk in the door or to apply for the job? By the way, just so you know, if we do hire you, you're not allowed to disagree with anything we say about transgenderism. It's sick, and it's a, a health company. That's pretty sick. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.